And the B.C. Liberal Party wants some more transparency from the NDP when it comes to COVID-19 data being released to the public. Also, the NDP made a promise that individuals in British Columbia could get $500 by Christmas. Families could get up to $1,000 by Christmas. Not everyone is getting the benefit of that, though. And very little work was done during the initial sitting of the legislature post-election. To talk more about all of this, please to welcome to the show now the House Leader for the Official Opposition in Kamloops North MLA, Peter Millibar. Peter, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks so much for the time, as always. I, I guess I'll start by uh, getting you to comment on your colleague in the in the south part of the writing here, Todd Stone, uh, saying after much consideration, deciding he will not be a candidate to be the next leader of the B.C. Liberal Party. Uh, were you surprised? Were you thinking he was going to throw his hat in the ring? Yeah, I, I was surprised. Uh, Todd and I had a chat yesterday. He gave me a heads up and... and uh, it was probably 180 degrees of, of where I thought he was going to talk to me about, but uh, I also totally understand his, his reasonings behind it, and he's certainly uh, uh, very close with his kids and his wife, and, and uh, you know, I, I get where you start to spend that bit of time where we're not supposed to be outside of our family bubble together, and you start realizing what you may miss uh, over the next few years as they're going through their, their uh, last few years of high school, and, and I can totally get... Uh, uh, him being the family man he is wanting to uh, really embrace that time yeah well i know he's going to be a guest tomorrow on the nl morning news so for those listening who want to hear from todd you can tune in tomorrow morning all right i want to get into some uh, of the news here in response to uh, covid19 transparency um the health uh, critic as well as the education critic jackie taggart and uh, renee um name is drawing a blank here on me now thank you maryfield uh wrote a letter to the uh, ndp to health minister adrian dix asking for more transparency around covid 19 data and the premier was asked specifically about this question or about this letter here today during his availability and basically kind of walked around the question saying they're doing the best they can do you buy that peter no, I don't. Uh, you know, we're almost a year into this now, and, and certainly the, the government um, has had more than enough time to figure out how to collate, how to uh, uh, be able to put out uh, data and track it and, and uh, have have information that people need so they can make informed decisions, so they can have peace of mind, and uh, so that the rumor mill doesn't uh, run the, the the day and and usually it's what people don't know and that void uh, of lack of information that gets filled with rumor and innuendo that creates the problems and and we saw that even with Cowichan where where there you have uh, you know a band trying to be very proactive with disclosure and making sure everyone understands um, the severity of the issue going on in their community and, and instead it gets uh, thrown back in their face with the extreme and and uh, incredibly bad uh, racist comments and and commentary and um, simply because they are actually being the front runners or the forerunners of, of how information should be dispersed uh, instead of what we're seeing from the government. Yeah, and that's actually uh, something I wanted to touch on a little bit here as well. It is that, you know, the racism that's being experienced at the Cowichan tribe. I'm not going to deny that that exists because that's for sure it's pretty obvious when you look at some of the comments being d- displayed out there that yes, there are racist undertones or they're not even really undertones. They're just racist comments blatantly that are out there. But at the same point in time, because they're being so transparent, it's led to some of this, right? Do you think that if there was more data, if there was more localized data that we were seeing in other provinces, I look to Ontario where they break things down by individual neighborhoods and subdivisions in some cases, if we had that kind of information here, I don't think we would be seeing this singling out of the Cowichan tribe that we're seeing if, if you know, the other provinces or other jurisdictions within BC were doing the same thing. 
No, you're exactly right. And that, that is the problem. And that's what people can't understand that, you know, we understand the person's need for privacy. Uh, ultimately COVID is a, is a health matter. It's somebody's personal health. And, and I get, and, and we understand uh, the need for that privacy and, and around that at the same time, there's also still a community need to understand what is going on in your community and the scope and the scale of what is happening within your, your broader community. Um, you know, to say, well, we're IHA or we're a health authority or a health region, uh, even when they've tried breaking it down into a more fine, finite area, it's still a very large geographic area. Um, to struggle to get accurate numbers just simply is not good enough. To struggle to get proper and accurate and timely, most importantly, data around uh, seniors' care homes, uh, around schools, around um, what's going on in the broader community. Um, you know, people are, are on edge right now and, and they need to be treated like adults and they need to be treated like they can actually handle what the true information is in real time versus this continual changing of, of uh, collection, uh, changing of, of how it gets presented. Um, three days later, there's always seems to be some correction which updates numbers. Um, you know, we've had a year to figure this out. It's, it's strictly data collection. It's numbers, uh, computer should not have a big problem uh, processing this and getting it out on proper spreadsheets. Um, one would think that Premier Horgan would have figured this out by now. Yeah, and, and, you know, timing, I think, is important to talk about here. Um, you know, no coincidence, I think, that, uh, the, you know, the B.C. Liberal Party has waited 10 months for this type of a request, right? We kind of knew there'd be some hiccups at the beginning. Um, you know, as we work through this, it's a new virus. We're all still trying to kind of figure it out and react accordingly. But we're, you know, 10-plus months into this thing at this point. Uh, I asked yesterday, there was an Interior Health News Conference where I had the chance to ask a question to the Chief Medical Health Officer, and I asked one specifically related to uh, vaccinations, because I know that was part of the letter from 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 Jackie and and Renee in regards to we want to see how many people are being vaccinated on a daily basis and I asked uh, Dr. Albert de Villiers that I said you know do you supply uh, on the daily to the province the number of people you're vaccinating and he said yes so it should be a pretty straightforward shouldn't it well, one would hope, and as we get into the territory of people receiving a second dose, uh, I hope that there's a very clear understanding of, of how many are new vaccinations, how many are finalized vaccinations in terms of people getting their second shot. Um, you know, whether whether it's day 21, day 35, or, or day 28, that uh, ultimately, um, um, you know, the, the public health decides that we should get our second shot, uh, people will need that second shot. And so at a certain point, we will see a double of the amount of arms that need to get a needle put into them um, to see the current uh, flow-through rate continue. Um, so we need to have a very clear, concise understanding of the numbers of what's happening uh, across the province and, and within uh, smaller subsections of the province in terms of, of cities and, and um, uh, you know, geographic pods of areas that, uh, you know, we have large, obviously in the rural areas, large areas that aren't necessarily defined by just a city. Um, and, and we need to get that under control and we need to get that out to people so that people actually get uh, a peace of mind as to what's happening and, and how things are rolling out. Uh, I'm here with BC Liberal Party House Leader and Kamloops North MLA, Peter Millibar. Now, I wanted to change subjects here and get into the BC Recovery Grant. You and I have talked about this uh, not all that long ago, probably about a month ago, right, when things first launched and the concerns that were coming up at that point in time in the immediate aftermath of the program launching. 
Not really feeling like things have, uh, you know, smoothed over at all over the course of these last three or four weeks. Uh, still hearing concerns about uh, the delay in getting this money into people's hands. And this is coming forward for me because I applied for this funding on the 21st of December and just got a message here today, which is 24 days after I applied, asking for all of that extended information. I kind of knew that that was a possibility. And although I'm upset about that, the thing that pisses me off the most is that it took 24 days for that request for the information to come forward. I imagine you're still hearing quite a bit of frustration around this program. We are, and the interesting thing is whenever we highlight this, uh, you know, you, you get a, some pretty uh, vocal, uh, well-recognized local NDP supporters that try to push back saying, well, they've already got their money and it was no problem. And, and certainly people have had got their money uh, quickly and it was no problem. But that doesn't change uh, the situation for the people that are still waiting. Um, you know, so to those, I would say, well, you know, in keeping with your values of one for all and all for one, uh, that those people can maybe transfer the $500 over to you and you can transfer back when it finally comes in because you don't have it in your bank account. So, you know, the fact that we raise uh, these issues uh, on behalf of constituents um, doesn't mean that uh, it's it's 100% failure, but, but it, we are shining a light on the fact that the promise was made by the Premier. Uh, people were making plans. Um, fine, they understand so maybe not uh, by Christmas. Uh, certainly they were hoping by the end of December. We're now two weeks into January and people that like yourself that applied in December right at the very front end are still waiting and now start finding out that they have to wait another 30-day process once you finally get all that paperwork in uh, that mm -hmm. they're requesting. So, you know, if it takes you another three, four days a week to, to get that paperwork in and then they tell you it's another 30 days to wait, um, that starts to be very problematic for people. And, and I don't understand the pushback we get whenever we highlight this. Um, you know, it was way over-promised. It's been poorly delivered. We've seen persons with disabilities uh, receive a, a cut, a clawback to their uh, COVID payments under the guise that they would be able to get this money right away. And we cannot get the government to answer the simple question of how many people on, on dis persons with disabilities are still waiting uh, for their COVID relief money that was supposed to replace uh, the cut uh, to co uh, persons with disability payments that John Horgan made. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing has been a, a big blunder, in my opinion. Not for everybody, right? Like you mentioned, there are some people who it's gone very smoothly for, and, and good for them. I, you know, hats off to you. Glad you got your money. Glad you were able to do something with it. But it doesn't change the fact that there are a lot of frustrated individuals out there. I actually had one response to me on Twitter, too, someone who said they applied on the 19th, and when they asked about the status of their application, said, oh, we're going through things as they are submitted. And I said to them, well, I submitted my application days after you, and somehow I was still responded to before. So, there really is a, a whole lot of question marks surrounding this program. Well, absolutely. And, and um, you know, it, it, it's, I think what's really galling to people is the, they get that there needs to be, you know, either randomized or, or one piece of information, transposed numbers or whatever, doesn't quite match up, so they need further clarification. Okay, fair enough. Why you need basically a, a abridged version of this is your life from Jeff Andreas to send back into government <laughs> to prove you are who you are and you live where you say you live and everything else um, is, is the over-the-top piece on that follow-up that I think people are really um, offended by because you're essentially saying that you, you think that, uh, you know, the government's telling you they think you're trying to scam them. Uh, so therefore, give me every aspect of your life uh, possible. You know, you look at the level of information they're asking for. Um, you know, let's hope they have very secure uh, uh, portals because that's literally every piece of information somebody that tries to steal a, an identity looks for. 
and it's uh, you know simply supposed to be a re-verification uh, piece, not mm-hmm. uh, getting you to start from day one. Well, I know in the email I got back, too, it tells me uh, be careful with emailing any uh, confidential documents. And they have their, of course, system set up, but not everyone's necessarily going to go through that. I'm sure some people will will send their information through email, and hopefully there's no consequences as a result. Yeah, Lots to talk about here, Peter. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming back on, and uh, we'll do it again in the future. Great. Thank you. All right. There is Peter Millibar, MLA for Kamloops North Thompson. He is also the House Leader for the B.C. Liberal Party.